Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. We already got yeah. these guys in the studio laughing. Because <laughs> I'm going to do a lot more with this song um, going forward. Just a fun thing that I do. I'm making big plans for the show, as I've been discussing on air and off air. Uh, I might fall flat on my face, but hell. I'm 30 years old. No risk, no reward. Damn I'll right. fall with you, man. Yeah, well... Well, then maybe I'm you'll land that on you're... top of Seth and it won't be so bad for you. Right, it's like that scene in How Austin. Am I on the bottom? <laughs> that scene in Austin Powers, like, why won't you die? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never kill me, <laughs> So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I actually had a revelation last night. I have to confess something. Ooh. I don't always... Tell me something. Um, you know, I am a libertarian. <laughs> so I play along. I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. Now, if you're going to play the alternative games, mm. and let me be clear, I think Donald Trump's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. He's very. He's the most entertaining president we've ever had. No doubt. No doubt. And that part I do love. But in terms of policies, yeah, we can get specific. And I don't want to do all that tonight. But let's just say if I have a vision for the country and mm -hmm. explain my vision for the country, it would be a bit different than Donald Trump. It certainly wouldn't be the left. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. If you put a gun to my head and said, Joey, you have to vote for one of them, it would probably be Trump. Now, luckily nobody's putting a gun to my head yet. So, I tried to brainstorm if I was going to be like the dogged opposition to the President of the United States, Donald Trump. How would I go about it? Mm. How would I take this man? If I was running as a Democrat, mm -hmm. and I'm more talking about style, not policy, like how would I take him on? I say you do like that witch lady with the crystals. Miriam Williamson, she's on to something. I think I'm it is. You. It's a spiritual call to people. Hell it yeah. is a, a call to people's um, gut and heart. They don't, yeah, people don't have time to go through They already know what they generally think about policy, exactly. if that's what they're into. Other people, they more just like it when you pull at their heartstrings, they react emotionally to things, Helps. blah, 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 blah. But then I realized we don't need to look to the Democratic candidates for a strategy. In fact, all we need to do is look to the activist on the left side okay. of the aisle. Now, I'm not talking about the crazy folks okay. who are out there in front of Mitch McConnell's house. Oh, yeah. Come on. 
No, we really need to send a message to this president to Cheeto Mussolini. <laughs> All right. wow. the orange man. I, I, you hear me, Alabama. I know we're in the middle of Trump country. I know we're right on the Trump train. We might as well be in the caboose going, doo, doo. All right. So, but I got a word for you folks. I'm going to stick at the Donald Trump right now. I'm no longer going to go to my cycling class. <gasps> but, Joey, you're going to get chubby. What? What? This is the thing. Of all the ways, being serious now, of all the ways to take on Donald Trump, seriously, you know, there's one thing, like, you can call him out on certain policies. Like, hey, Donnie from Queens, stop acting like Donnie from Queens yeah. is calling in from Queens as a talk radio caller, just venting, and which actually I think is Trump's appeal. Yep. It's what I realized when he called into this station. I was like, oh, he sounds like talk radio. He's probably got something going on with that. You can criticize Trump in all sorts of different ways. I think actually the best way for a Democrat to win is be a sensible centrist, kind of like the era of big government is over, sort of a Bill Clinton type. Mm -hmm. You play it up big with the charm and the language. You don't, you know, up the interns, you know, you... Don't be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. You just play it straight. You say, we want normalcy again in America. And I bet you you could beat Donald Trump. Sure. Because I, the big reason he won in 2016 is because Hillary Clinton sucks so much. And she called half the country these vicious, racist xenophobes. It's like, really, Hillary... And so the Democrats haven't learned their lesson. And what I find adorable is not necessarily the folks up there on those debate stage vying to take on Trump. What I find adorable are folks who are just everyday voters and people, some with more of a public profile than others. And what they come up with in order to take down Donald Trump is, you know, I've been going to this uh, soul cycle class. And I found out that the guy who's on the board of SoulCycle donated to Donald Trump. So you know what? Screw going to SoulCycling class anymore. I'm sticking it to the president. It's like, no, you're not. How is, Thank you. How is getting terrible. fat? Number one, I, I've been talking about working out plenty. And it's because I enjoy it. I've enjoyed doing yoga. I've enjoyed doing all sorts of cardio stuff, CrossFit style workouts. Um, you are good at picking stuff up and putting stuff down. Yeah, um, bodybuilding style <laughs> workouts. Yes, like I'm. I enjoy a challenge, and I might now take that extra step. Like, okay, get a good cardio workout in, and you know, get some strength in the upper back and arms. Do some rock go. climbing. Go hiking. Yeah. Go kayak. Be active. Yeah. Okay, really, you being active. One thing that. Gotta leave the I, house. If you don't know this about me, I hate running. I just hate running for running's sake. I know Barron's big into it, and yeah. good for him. Each to their own, with one exception. There's one thing I hate more than running. Than being on a stationary bike yeah. with somebody, like, coaching me on. while coaching I'm next or yelling at you? Yelling like at me, or, yeah. oh, we're watching a movie oh, while yeah. cycling. Again, if you do this... I think it's a dumb way to exercise. Number one, you're, you're not using <laughs> your body. You're not using your whole body. Like, if you're going to... Here's my deal. If you're going to cycle... Go ride a bike. Yes! 
Leave Actually, the get a house. real yeah, get a real bicycle. Yeah. What are the chances of getting hit by a car on a stationary bike Watch as opposed a to a regular bicycle, especially here in Montgomery? Yeah, but take a little bit of risk, you know. Oh. And like, there are plenty of great spaces here in Montgomery. People could drive into your house, man. Right, you get a bike rack, bike. throw your bike on the back of it, go to the Shakespeare Park, now they bike will, around that place. Yeah, exactly. by me, they do have that bike park uh, up yeah. on Lake Jordan, and that's awesome. People don't like it when you ride your motorcycle. I just down don't it, understand the whole idea of I'm going to go sit on a stationary bike for an hour. And then also, I really don't understand that, like, how would it, does it really affect Donald Trump or even the CEO or the main funder of SoulCycle and Equinox or whatever the hell these fitness centers are? It doesn't affect them. It affects the low-level employees. And I'm sorry, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the president. It does This is the thing. And I'm talking not only to the left now, but to the right and the left and the libertarians and the crazy white supremacist and any shade of authoritarian, totalitarian. Guys, you're not that powerful. Thank you. If you actually wanted to be powerful, you'd run for office. If you actually wanted to be powerful, you'd make a lot of money and donate to these folks. If you actually wanted to be powerful, you know, you'd actually try to get power. Instead, voters today seem to think that if I, it's the essence of virtue signaling, essentially. Like, I'm going to do this symbolic thing because this is what we're doing. And, you know, you're free to do it, but I think it's, you're fooling yourself. Yeah, I think that they, they think they're doing that, but in reality, it's just showing how petty they are. Right. And, I mean... Uh, I don't know. Because that's pretty petty, man. I'm, I'm sensing some slight disagreement here, so well, I want to hear this from Eddie. Because if... Let's say, Joey, let's say, you you know, I listen to your show one day, and, I, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just listening to Joey's show, and Joey says something I don't like, something yeah. I disagree with. Sure. Well, you know, I'm not going to call Joey and say, hey, I disagree with you. I'm not going to argue with you or any of that. I'm not going to call the sponsors and all that ridiculousness. But... I just turn the radio off or turn the right. station. Well, All right, so let's say same thing. I go to an auto parts store and I feel like I get bad service. Sure. Well, as an individual, my right is to go elsewhere. Right. 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 So that's that's what I do. I don't call the oh. auto parts store. I don't call, and say you know I'm, I'm affecting everyone there by no longer coming well, here. If they're overcharging you, they're not yeah. actually fixing the problem. These sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. My, I'm just not. To me, I'm not that self-important where I feel like if I called them people up and said, "Hey, I got bad service from you," they would really give a rat's butt. They, right. At the end of the day. Hey, you know, if you're not happy, go somewhere else. Well, and, no, and what I mean is I'm all for people essentially voting with their dollars. Right. But when it is, it becomes not about, oh, the bikes are rickety over there at SoulCycle, mm-hmm. the instructor's obnoxious and blah, 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 blah. But it becomes about the guy who's several steps removed from this particular SoulCycle franchise I go to is a donor to Donald Trump, so right. I'm not going to go to Soul Cycle anymore. It, it's just like, do you really think... You're that important. You're that hurting them. People think that. Yeah. I mean, they, they do, and it's comical. We're terrible. And also, you don't have that much... Very rarely do boycotts work. Sometimes they do. Like the Montgomery bus boycott sure. worked. But let's say but you But there boycott- was a lot of power. The people tend to mm-hmm. ride public transportation. You were the ones being oppressed. So they had a lot of power in that sense. Right. But let's say you, you get your order wrong at a fast food place, so you're no longer going to go there. Right. Does that make a little bit of a darn to anybody but you? No, it doesn't. No. Now, if the whole world got together, that's a whole other deal. But Joey? Joey's just Joey. 
And so, I guess, let me be clear about what I'm saying, especially based on the point you made, Eddie. You have every right to, and for whatever reason, to go somewhere or not go somewhere. To spend your money this place or spend your money that place. Or listen to this show or not. I mean, you have every right to, you're a free human being. Do what you want. But don't delude yourself into thinking that by not going to your cycling class... (laughs) That you are somehow sending a message that takes down Donald Trump. Are you thinking that Donald so Trump doesn't call stupid. those classes to take role to see who's there that day? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and also, I think some of the fitness world is um, this can be a sham. It's more of a status thing, mm-hmm. yeah, than that. Yeah. than like actually effective for folks. It's kind of be seen, isn't it? Um, well, and that's where I, what I go for, like. I mean, the first year I got into fitness with the DDPY, DDP Yoga, he, like, hates the fact... He was trying to rebrand it. It's just DDPY because it's more than yoga, brother. (laughs) Um, Which it is. And in all fairness to him, I'll I'll give him free plugs all day because DDPY helped me get into a position where I could get back into a weight room. I was frail, but I wasn't, like... I was talking about it some because I enjoyed it so much, but yeah. I wasn't constantly taking photos of myself. I was It wasn't a status thing to me. It was more like, this is working, and I can do it at my home. And you can see the results. Right. Yeah, definitely. And same thing with the weight room at Express Fitness now. This is working. I enjoy not just looking better in the mirror, but I love the way it disciplines my mind. Mm-hmm. I like the new challenge every day. I've made new purpose. friends it's over a good there. Wake yeah. up in the morning. Like we talked about me getting out more. I made new friends out there. It opens up new avenues, yeah. things to go out and do. Some uh, there's a woman over there who's a personal trainer who's gonna she's gonna be my wing woman. Ooh. Sweet. What, yeah. what am I? You're not a woman. My wing oh. man. Oh, okay. Relax. <laughs> yeah, like calm down. You said, just relax. <laughs> Golly. And who have you set me up with, by the way? Nobody. I'm trying to set myself up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Two wingmen doesn't make. A what are you complaining? Right. Right. What are you complaining about? I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I'm not forgetting about you, Boo Boo. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, anyway, it just. <laughs> It seems so silly. Uh, and here, I want to hear how long this clip is. Yeah, this is fairly Already short. targets is that the administration. I, I have no problem with shining the light back on the donor. This is a guy named Ali Mistal. That's a fro. Yeah, he's got... I, he's I, like, got, his, I like his hair. I think Janessa Brazil hair. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, he is going to go on about the owner of Soul Cycle. ...who fund this kind of of, of racialized hate. I want. Mm. I mean, I go further. I want pitchforks and torches outside this man's house in the Hamptons. I've been to the Hamptons. It's very nice. There's no reason why it has to be. There's no reason why he should have his night... He should be have, have a nice well, little party. Right? No, I, I want... Pe- there's, there's no reason why people shouldn't be able to be outside of his house and making their demonstrating totally peacefully mm, yes, understood that they do not they totally. regret the I mean, rejected stuff. I, I, there have been uh, pro- peaceful protests yeah, outside yeah, Mr. McConnell's yeah, yeah, uh, house and I imagine there will be peaceful protests outside this which is again again it's all peaceful. speech right that's peaceful, peaceful protest the right to assembly under the first amendment like that is the way that civil, I mean because what your point here right is like how does civil society deal with what we're seeing right mm-hmm. how does no, civil society no. deal with the most powerful person in the world like painting a target on people's back and inveighing against the Congress people and saying, it's, you know, it's invasion, send them back. Like, the peaceful means by which civil society yeah. responds is through more speech and more protected activity and pressure. You know how you deal with that? The same way they don't dealt with Frankenstein. Pitchforks and 
fire outside the door. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing. Politi- or politicians right now, there's a definite separation between your politician and your common man, no doubt, especially on a Washington, D.C. level. Oh, yeah. So let's let's make it even harder for them to communicate or even place more room between the common man and the politician by protesting outside their house. So what are they going to do then? They're just going to make the barrier to reach them that much harder. You, if you're a local person trying to reach your politician, you maybe not get that and, and also, he's talking against himself in that clip. He's like, why should he be able to enjoy his right. private home in a party up in the Hamptons? Well, in well but we're peacefully protesting. I'm sorry if you, if either you're trying to disrupt this person right. and give them no peace. I mean, there are all sorts of... Sound ordinance laws. There's all sorts of things, especially when you involve private property, which I agree with, that you should not be able to do on some. Like if somebody's in a yard that I'm either renting or I own, you have a your yard. Right. Get out of my yard, you literally. A, yes, get you, off you, my lawn. A, there is a law that you have a legal right to enjoy. <laughs> they can go to property. the They can go to the street, but stay out my yard. I don't. Right. I don't even one like blade that. of grass. Man. Now everyone on my street has got to put up with these morons. Because they disagree with what I say. Mm-hmm. That's 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 not how we work. You don't go to someone's house to protest them. That's right. not how it works. You, at that point, you're invading their personal space. If you want to protest outside their office, all oh, that's fine. But if you come to my house, uh, I, I, me personally, I don't think well, I could take and it. And like they peacefully protest outside of Mitch McConnell's house. That was yeah. horrible. There was a woman saying, stab the mf'er in the heart. Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Right. Were they in his and, yard? They were right outside his fence. They were, yeah, like, so right there on the curb. And you know it only takes one person to takes. make that whole crowd of people to do go. something crazy. Right. And I, this is for both sides. No, and people complained about what did Portland's mayor and police force, why didn't they stop Antifa? But I, I would agree that's a problem. But also I, there are there are right-wing folks who are like, ooh, Antifa is going to be in town. So let's do... A rally, or let's that's do the just, counter protest. Yeah, the counter protest uh-huh. or the rally well, that's like, like <laughs> let's just go be provocative. And this is what I was ranting about on Wednesday night: is no, no, please. In moments, especially polarization, and yes, actual partisan bigotry, amplifying real evil hatred. Things like white supremacy, unfortunately, do exist. The internet has amplified it. I've, I hate it. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to somebody online because, you know, they like an article of mine and they mm-hmm. assume something about me and yep. they go, well, what do you think about the, the Jews running everything, right. Joey? I'm like, I, I don't think about that. <laughs> like, give me a... No, I'm not going to go down this anti-Semitism. Oh, I'm anti-Zionist. Okay, please. But like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. You can believe that, but it's not right. It's not right, and, but well, and we do have the laws here that you're allowed to believe what you want to believe. I've However, had people argue for, you know, I've heard, I've run into the people that have said, you know, the races almost could be defined as subspecies, and yeah, that's actual white supremacy right exactly. there. Okay? Mm. Like, you run into that, but the great news, folks, is that even though you run into that, that is very much underground. Isn't that the rarity, though, Joe? Yes, the vast majority of people, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever ethnicity, hears that stuff and go, huh? Right. Like it's mm. outraged, but it's also like, really? 
Yeah, Do you exactly. really believe this? What's wrong right, with you? And everybody would be like, what's wrong with him? What's really surprising and disappointing is when you think you've known someone, you get to know them real well, and then one day they let something like that out, and you're you're like, are you joking? I thought I knew you so much better. Yeah. You're, you're actually, you know, you've got... And it could be anything political. It could be racism, or it, it just could be you know their thoughts on life. But it, you get, I get so disappointed in myself. I'm like, man, I didn't see that coming. I thought you were a lot better I, person. Oh, I, there was one situation, like a roommate situation in college. I can't go into all the dirty details. Maybe mm-hmm. another five, ten years. What was her name? Uh, no, it had nothing. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the girl. <laughs> Had to do with a guy, and I don't want to run the guy through the the mud because I I don't know where he is in life now. Sure. Yeah, Maybe he's changed his life, but let's just say this roommate invited some people over, and I don't know these people. He knows them, and I'm sitting there talking to him, and we're just enjoying ourselves, having a beer or two, something like that. And uh, as they're talking, politics comes up because you know I'm, I've been political for years now. Uh. Back in college, you know, I was studying political theory. I'm interested in this stuff. And uh, as they start talking about politics, I'm like, I'm pretty sure these are... Uh, I start noticing the tattoos. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure... And not everybody with tattoos, obviously, is this way. But I started noticing the particular types of tattoos. And I started to notice what they were saying to me. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure we have uh, a couple, a man and a woman... Who are, are, are white nationalists, some sort of racist thing sitting in my house right now? I'm a little uncomfortable. I didn't browbeat them. I just was like, all right. And I hope they leave soon. And they did. So you do run into it. Oh, yeah. But those rare occasions should not be amplified for political purposes, cynical political purposes. I feel bad for the people who really believe it. Like, they're so, you know, worked up over it that they behave, I think, in an over-the-top way. I, I'm the, My real anger is the people that use these sorts of real extreme evil forms of bigotry as a cynical political tool to advance their cause right. as this some package deal. And that's what actually drives me nuts. But the best response in the face of all this, all this polarization, blah, 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 is to not go do a protest, counter-protest, blah. No, go enjoy your life. What happened to the times where... Exactly. And I remember, uh, we'll say the Ku Klux Klan, that's the most popular thing here now. But I remember when they were going to protest years ago, everybody had agreed, let them protest. We're not going to go. No one's going to go. Right. They'll go away. And lo and behold, what happened? They protested for, or they they were had their little parade for a couple of hours. They kind of looked around, saw nobody was paying attention. And they went on home. Right, to right. to have the counter protest now, you're Just you're enraging both sides. Beating so you, the fire, right? Whatever exactly happened right. to de-escalation? Yeah. But it's also just this is, I think, a good side of my hermetical ways. No? Like, Joey, what do you want to do this Saturday? I was really tempted. You said, come to the Lake House for Fourth of yeah. July. I, I needed my alone time, and I'm glad I did it. But that was actually tempting. Like, do a low country boil out of mm-hmm. this place. Let, let's go drink a few beers and tell stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. that all sounds fun. I can get out of the house for that. But if somebody's like, hey, Joey, you want to go to the 
the Confederate flag from the, the Confederate statue protest yeah. downtown for or against. Like, Why? Um, no, I have better things to do on my Saturday morning. Thank you. Much like, you know, like sleeping in. Sleep Any, would be anything. better than that. Hey, no, and it's also stuff that I don't even necessarily disagree with. It's just like, hey, Joey, you want to go to the Women's March or the Pride Parade? I'm like, no, not really. Well, like, I don't, I don't hate you guys. Like, right. It's the same thing with, like, somebody, yeah, you want to go see a NASCAR race. I'm like, are we actually on the, what's in the center there? On the lawn? If yeah, if you got a, I mean, leave you hanging out there. Just, <laughs> no, this is, I know hardly nothing about NASCAR. Yeah, infield, so but we'll go with that. I love the lawn. Yeah. Love the lawn. Yeah, whatever it is. It was mowed to death. Is that what it? No, I'm I'm being serious right now. What is it called? The infield. The infield. Okay. It's the lawn. No, the lawn. Yeah. It's the rednecks park, and it's the lawn. No, if you got if you got access to the infield, sure I'll go. But it like whatever. <laughs> I don't watch NASCAR. Excuse me, pardon me. No, you're me. fine. You're, you're in Alabama and you don't watch NASCAR. Y- y'all rednecks? <laughs> Half my uh, family's Yankees. Sue me. But I get your point. I mean, a lot of times people ask, and I've gotten as I've gotten older, I'm less apt to, uh, you know, used to. I'd be, yeah, I'll go just to kind of not be a jerk, you know, go with hmm. it. But now I've, I'll stop and think. No, this doesn't fit into anything I want to do, so I'll just go ahead and tell you well, now. It takes no. me enough energy to go and do something that might be enjoyable. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Life's just no, but let's go protest and march. Like is it really life or death for me? That's is it life or death for my friends? Right. And I know a lot of people from these parts went up to that big Tea Party rally. Yeah. Like Glenn Beck, you know, tried to behave like a white MLK. Yeah. Like, it was a little much. I love Glenn, but it was a little much Glenn. Oh, lost it. And, uh, and, like, okay, I'm sure people had a good time. Again, you're a free human being of the right to do that and to protest whomever you like. But it was just one of the first guys who was a Tea Party senator, Rand Paul, announced the Tea Party's dead. How much did that yeah. huge rally of hundreds of thousands, and it was hundreds of thousands of people if you look at the aerial photos, how much did that actually accomplish? Anything at all, really. You had people that already agreed on one subject come together and say, hey, we all agree. Right. But did they gain any followers out of it? Did they? Was anything, com- I don't know, did anything come of it besides, hey, we had a meeting? Well, and I just, I'm so tired of every aspect of life is now political. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. No, and it doesn't. But a lot of people make it like that. And no. like I said, it's a lot, that's a whole lot of negativity, man. It's bad for you. It is. It really it's very is. It's bad I mean, for you, you. want to keep them looks, you better stay away. Well, I just thought about something else too, Joey. You know, with you in particular being you are part of the media. Let's say somebody says, hey, Joey, this weekend we're going to this, uh, conference yeah you know they yeah i'm interested i'll go and all of a sudden you show up at a kkk meeting no and and there's pictures taken right yeah hey i got well how do you explain that somebody says you want to go to a conference like what's this conference (laughs) it's it's like i really do supremacy (laughs) uh no thanks man i I lost i lost your number all of a sudden look at that look at that look at the time in this world I mean, you could be seen with the wrong person. No, I remember remember the first time I went to the the rodeo that happens every year at Auburn. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the graduate fraternities puts it on, I think the vet school. And, uh, And it's great fun, but the first year... 
I show up there, like we we snuck beer in all this stuff, even though we're underage. Of course, it, like you know, it's a tradition. And you know, isn't it fun that we're teaching our young adults to flaunt the law? That's great for the rule of law, isn't it, America? <laughs> anyway, like we pretend to regulate them, we pretend to be regulated. Yeah. You know, that's uh, the old that's Soviet the we union joke. Yeah. But we get through security check. It's fine. And all the police know what's up. Again, exactly. they're pretending to regulate. Exactly. It's like, you can't bring glass bottles in. We're not really checking IDs. Right. We don't bring glass in. Yeah. Whatever. So we get in. We park. And I step off out of the truck. And I sink deep into the mud. It had rained heavy the night before, which is already like that sound. Yeah. You sink into it. And I look up. And there is a Confederate battle flag. It had to be. It was massive on the top of the the rodeo grounds, mm-hmm. like the whatever. And I thought to myself, like, I don't, I don't have anything against people that respect the history. I think, you know, monuments and things should stay up in the city for history's sake. But my first thought was, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> like, you know, I'm born and raised in Montgomery, but there's something about certain just aspects of not just... It's not. I'm not picking on the South. It's just some culture, some political pride in general. It's completely foreign to me. It's like when Herman Cain came to Montgomery, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing event. Dan Morris helped put it on. Um, it was incredible. That was right when Herman Cain was skyrocketing before he got taken out by the allegations of infidelity. Yeah, who was that? He ran in the 2012 he was presidential King of cycle. King. And, and uh, what is it, Godfather's Pizza. Yeah, he God turned God. them around. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's been around. a very successful businessman. Yep. And then he had a talk radio show. He kind of worked alongside Neil Bortz for a few years and then was on the same station out of Atlanta. He got eight by alligators? And, no, he had the big, like, Allegation. 999 yeah. plan. Like, he had a 999 plan for taxes. 9% on corporate, like, 9% sales tax and a 9% income tax or something right, like yeah. that. And and it he was clear. Had a plan. It was clear. It was memorable. At yep. least it was branded well. And and he was a black Republican, which people are like, yeah, cool. that's what's amazing to me too. So all these white supremacists love when somebody is a black Republican. Now they can do it with the wrong tone of voice because sure. I think there's some lost in translation oh, with yeah, the culture, yeah, yeah. and that's the Republican Party's biggest problem. But I mean, I don't think most Republicans, number one, are racist if they are more than ready to get behind, say, Herman Cain. And then, of course, you know, you get all the slurs that'll be thrown at Herman Cain mm-hmm. for being a Republican. Any black Republican would, I think, experience that. But this is right at the peak of him. He he shot off in the polls. He did great in the debates, and he comes to Montgomery for a campaign stop. Dan helps put on a big event down at the RSA Activity Center. And it's an overflowing crowd. I'd, I've never seen anything like that in Montgomery. Like, we've seen Newt Gingrich come by. I've seen Rick Santorum. All sorts of people stop by here. Rand Paul's been here for speaking. Mm-hmm. Faulkner puts on those great events, like Nikki Haley's coming yeah, to town. I was going to say, Nikki Haley's coming. And that'll be a great time, but those are more like sit-down, formal yeah, dinner events. events. Yeah. Even some of the campaign stops, again, like Gingrich, it was small. It was just not much, but this was of organic enthusiasm. Not anywhere near what Trump got in 2016, but it was, I'd never seen it in person like that before. And my grandfather, the next week, after mowing his lawn, 
Or Zenfield, which one? Yeah, Enfield. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure, he'd appreciate if you referred to it as Zenfield. Drive around his house about. He asked me. Right. He asked me, "What did you think of that, Joey?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" I thought it was successful, and um, it's unfortunate that it seems like these allegations against Herman Cain are true, and it's going to knock him out of the race. These allegations were that he was cheating on his wife right. with all sorts of women. And from my own, I'm not going to give all the dirty details, but I'm pretty sure they're true. I have reason to believe it. After his Montgomery visit, I have reason to believe it. I was going to say, I watched the man. I have reason to believe it. Why is everybody like that, man? Why can't they just be... Not everybody is, but... Narcissists. Yeah. Politicians tend to be narcissists. That's just how it works. You kind of need a little bit. So we're talk radio hosts, so I'm not exactly calling anybody out. You said it, I didn't. But my grandfather asked me, what did you think of this? And I... I had to be honest with him. Like, not for me. Like, I mean, I like talking about is Herman Cain going to be the best guy to be president? Is his 999 plan makes sense? Mm-hmm. Like, all these things. Does he have the right temperament for office? Blah, 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 blah. But, like, going there and, like, waving a flag or a Herman Cain sign or. Nah. And even if it's somebody, at, like, I remember in college, Ron Paul was the big deal. And somebody got me to hold a Ron Paul sign, and I felt like the biggest idiot. I was going to ask you if you ever towed a sign for anyone. And it just—I did it for five minutes, and, and I'm like, felt like a tool. Here's your sign back. Exactly. Like I just like I agree with the guy on most everything, but I feel like a moron. I, I could I could see you in that feeling. Not you probably didn't look like one, but I can see you going. You're chanting, "Hey, hey, hey!" And you kind of look around. What? What am I doing? Right. So, and I'm not saying everybody has to be like, like me. If you went to like the Herman Cain event or the Donald Trump rallies and you really enjoyed yeah, you yourself. Have those kind of people. Fine. Enjoy yourself. But because my temperament is that way, when I see the obnoxious, polarizing protest and counter-protest and get in their face and blah, I'm like, that is the exact wrong thing to do. Stop making everything in life so political, including yeah. stupid cycle classes. Yeah. How did sitting on a stationary bike to cut, you know, 300, 500 calories within 30 minutes. How did that become a political thing? Oh, because money. No, it's Good everything. Lord, like folks. you said before, Joey, everything has turned so political. We we gotta we gotta grow up. Yeah, I agree. And turn down the temperature and actually talk about ideas. But then, you know, I remind myself of what I've learned. Politics is again not about enlightened discussion for the best policies for the American people. And really the people aren't the ones with the power. People with power are the ones with actual power in office. You're right. Unfortunately, you're very And right. we need to, especially if we are the people voting, and that's about it, or donating them as much as we can, and most of us can't donate much, then we need to relax and realize, hey, let's not ruin our basic everyday civil society, our friendships, our business associations, and our family life, all these things, for the sake of politics, we have very little effect over. Right. But, you know, a big thing, Joe, and a big company I used to work for, I used to feel this was the same way. When you have uh, politicians or management, their biggest goal is to get people not to complain about them. So how do you do that? Make them complain about somebody else. Yes, exactly. That's exactly Well, it's a rule I've come up with in politics. The role, your job in politics is not to prove yourself a saint. It's to prove the other guy, your opponent, is more of a sinner well, than you. Exactly Lesser, right. lesser of two evils. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we have, that was a long segment, 40-something oh, wow. minutes oh, of just wow. sitting there talking. Got to hit this break, coming back. 
Oh, um, for all the complaining and bitching and moaning I'm doing, I'd actually feel pretty good. Be right back. Joey Clark. second folks here joey clark that's who i am <laughs> grab your girlfriend we have uh mr sespotlo in the studio it's a nazi Thank it was you. a nazi man i love you brother i'm ready to go ice skate roller skate and eddie i don't quite have a drop for you what do you think would be appropriate uh he's gay no, that's southern. <laughs> that's that, well, out of the closet. There, he's the master. We'll have to tell your wife. <laughs> Actually, Jack uh, Jack Campbell's called me the master quite a few times. Wait, what? You could be. Uh, I know it is fun to wrestle. <laughs> nice pile drive to the face. <laughs> or a punch to the face. <laughs> to the face. Like yeah, I, I think that could work for Eddie Vader here. And, and speaking of you, sir. Uh, let's tell folks about some of the properties you might have out there. Actually, we can just be straight up. I was uh, renting from the Good Sync Group yes, and from one of your properties, and that property, I believe, is now on the market unless it's, something's happened a lot. No, it is on the market. It's a great, what is it, three-bedroom, two-bath, right, Yes. Shirley? And it's been completely redone. Man, it's got uh, the, hard, not hardwood flooring, but the vinyl flooring, vinyl plank flooring. You got a beautiful kitchen, stainless steel appliances. I believe you had marble or granite countertops. Granite countertops. I love the uh, gas stovetop. Right. I thought there were some wood floors in there. It, yeah. There are. Oh. There are. I think when you first walk in, uh, I get my houses confused. No, it is. It's wood all the yeah, way through. Yeah, it's wood. It's real nice. It's wood all the way through. Tongue and groove. The old style wood. Yeah, okay. Yeah, great, old school, great. man. Not tongue and groove. Good wood. Good wood. The good stuff? Good, yeah, not the new stuff. That's really good. Uh, I've had one person I showed it to, ironically enough, uh, they loved the house, but they didn't like the walls. I don't know what that means. And I, I, I stood there going, <laughs> you don't like they the look walls? Good. But the buyer's well, always right. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I, I was like, well, we can change the color. And she said, no, it's not the color. It's the walls. Well... Well, how do you? Hey, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty, it's a flat finish. It's not even like that. Uh, that eggshell. No, or I mean, it, she didn't. She just didn't like the walls. I don't know. If she didn't like where the walls were at. Is it plaster? Like no, uh, actually, on that house, yeah, it's Paris and plaster oh. uh, or plaster. Paris. Well, and having lived there for the last year, it's a great place. It's a great home. Uh, in fact, I'm thinking about uh, my partner and I are thinking about buying it to do an Airbnb with it because it's okay. location. But uh, I want to keep it out there for a little bit longer because it's a great house for anybody. 
everybody. Well, and there are plenty of others. Uh, is a listing out in the water still available? I've, yes, I've got a great listing out in the waters for a two-bedroom, uh, two-and-a-half-bath condo out in the waters hmm. uh, with the views of the lake. And, you know, living out in the waters, you talk about exclusive living. Uh, you have golf carts, a golf cart-friendly environment. Even the kids ride their golf carts to school. Uh, you can park your car, ride around on a golf cart like everybody else does, yeah. and then they have the sailing, they have the fishing, they have the community pool, they have a, a great little downtown area like a, a park, and I know in the summer times or springtime, they do live bands out there every Friday night. Uh, during uh, Now that we're coming up in the fall, they're fixing to do a huge Halloween festival out there. It's a great place. Right. And people can call me, like I said, 24-7-322-0662 is my number. Uh, you can call me up 24-7. I'll show you houses. I'll sell your house. I'll do anything you need me to do to get you in the real estate world. That's awesome. And again, Seth, that number for Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group? 322-0662. Listen to those That's pipes. how you say it, buddy. My man's got the pipes on Listen to those pipes. So, number one point as we end the show here, gentlemen, is I'm sure, and when I woke up today, I was said, what the hell? And then I, well, it was a little harsher than that. And then I said, thank God nothing happened. You see this guy who walked into a Walmart, yes. like, strapped. Yep. Like, I mean, it was oh, worse man. than Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, I mean, it, look at this guy. Flat jacket, all his weapons loaded. And he was essentially making a point that it's open carry. And I, I think it was in Missouri. Yeah. You know? I'm allowed to do this. And this is an argument or a point I've come to understand the older I've gotten. And I've argued with a lot of libertarians over this. If it's open carry state, yes, you have the right to do that, I suppose. Now, I don't think this guy actually had the right to do that. There are rules against, like, I mean, you can go back to the beginning of the Republic. Right after this country is founded, there were rules against frightening. That's right. You couldn't run around with a long gun and scare the hell out of people. Yeah, you'll fire in a movie theater, right? Well, that's a that's a little different. That was a that was like a footnote in a, a dissent by one Supreme Court justice. And if anything, that's not really a restriction on speech. To me, that's a property right issue. Well, that's what so, I mean. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't basically create chaos. Oh no, you can't incite uh, yeah. violence or you know these sorts of things. Right. But let's say that you are opening open carrying somewhere, and I've seen it here in Alabama. Not a problem for me. But there are some folks. It's you're. It's very clear they're making a statement. And I've also got exactly arguments right. with other libertarians where they're like, "I have the right to free speech, which makes me it allows me to say the most obnoxious thing." So f you, blah 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 blah. Like yeah, like even under the First Amendment, you're allowed to say racist, white supremacist things. But should you? I'm not talking about your right. Or right. your freedom. We have lots of rights. I don't mean you have. You should go and. Well, it's a video. I got to give credit to uh, Lou Perez with We the Internet. Yeah. Those uh, same folks did like the trade school versus yep. you know being a, a college student. Made so many good videos. Uh, they came up with a video saying your gun makes you look like an a hole, or maybe a male appendage. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, and the the video is great because they do it in a pretty subtle way. It's like, no, I'm not saying you, the Second Amendment is, is clear. You have a right to that weapon. Sure. But the way you're kind of going about it. Kind of makes you look like a douche. Yeah, yeah, you're waving it in people. like. Well, you see that a lot. Well, um, people can use their words, and words are one thing, and they're still terrible, but they're words. But, I mean, you got one gun, okay? Mm -hmm. that's That's enough. More well, than that is kind of overkill. And the whole point of a, a system based on liberties and rights is that 
I believe John Adams is right. It was made for a moral people. Right. And wherever the source of your morality, how you justify it, how you've come about developing your conscience and being a decent person, I don't really care where it comes from as long as you're a decent person. And a rights-based, liberties-based system only works to the degree that you're not constantly pushing that liberty that you do, in fact, have to the extreme. Because there's already plenty of people looking to sacrifice those rights for more safety and security. Mm -hmm. And you're not helping the cause. Exactly right. You're you're hurting your own cause. Right. So the best thing we could do, I think, to defend our liberties is to be, you know, stand up straight. Our shoulders back. Yeah. And and occasionally shut our mouths if you don't have anything intelligent to say. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. There's a whole industry that's trying to get you to say something sure. by pissing you off. I get it. I work in that industry. <laughs> I mean, their politics and political discourse half the time is meant to outrage you and to make you say stuff and to argue with your family members and friends. That's the whole point of is it. Is it the wrongest thing though to start the conversation? If that gets the con- if that's what it takes to get the conversation started, mm-hmm. is that the yeah? That's wrong. Well, no, it depends. It depends. Well, because the conversation, I think, will go on. Yeah. Well, Um, but it's hard to get past that, man. Some people, they have to be a little bit triggered before they will fully Even pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is all terrible. I'm saying I'm all for whatever political tactics, as long as they're, at bottom, moral. Yeah. And I think there's just a lot of dishonest tactics in politics that... Ninety uh, percent of it, and even if you're not involved with politics, you have certain rights and liberties, like this gentleman did when he walked into this Walmart right after a mass shooting at another Walmart, and had all these, and a off-duty firefighter apparently held him at gunpoint until yep, the police got there. Guy cooperated. Nobody got hurt. He thank shot God. Him. He just, it, well, that's stupidity. what the police said in that city of Missouri. Is he's like he's alive. Right. Yeah, he should have I mean, shot just, him. Around we have, here, we dead. have we have our rights, and that's fine. Now. He knows he has those rights. Yeah. You know he has those rights. But for him to go out there and do that, you want to show the whole, whole world that you have those rights? Well, now, guess what? You're you probably don't. going to get those taken away. And you're, what, you're, you're being obnoxious right, about it. Exactly right. It, it's just people not having basic common sense. But I, I do want to finish the show with this story. It kind of jumped out at me. Uh, Brazilian President... Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro? Bolsonaro? Yeah, he's been hailed as like the Brazilian Trump. Right. Uh, but of course, it's a different country, different culture. He's right wing to a degree. He's mm-hmm. a, a change for Brazil, and I hope a good change for Brazil. But he, be, he was being questioned about the environment. In particular, there's been more deforestation mm-hmm. since he's become president um, in the Amazon. It's been deforested. And so he was asked some ideas about how to care for the environment while also having economic growth. How do you spur economic growth and protect the environment and feed the world's hungry? And Bolsonaro said this, quote, it's enough to eat a little less. You talk about environmental pollution. It's enough to poop every other day. That will be better for the whole world. <laughs> so the president of Brazil's advice, folks, and I mean, oh, you can laugh. You two gentlemen in the studio can laugh, but I think he's got a point. If everybody on planet Earth ate less and pooped more, yeah, got on the same boat and got together, they would clean up the act. Just don't crap every morning. Don't crap two times a day. Eat a little less. 
Save those poos. Okay, but, but, you poop once a day and you eat more steak. Because if you eat more steak, there'll be less <laughs> methane. And if we poop less, there'll be less methane. And then, boom, AOC's my old lady. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a sharp... Hey, DJ Fresh. That's the smartest hey, idea. I'm just speaking in to make sure everything is good. I saw yeah. the lights off or whatever. Let's make sure everybody good. Everybody good? Yeah, okay. oh, man. We were just talking about... Did you see what the Brazilian president said? He was asked, how do you spur economic growth and protect the environment at the same time? He said people could poop every other day. Just poop less so we can protect the environment. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, that's right up there with if we all don't buy gas on Wednesdays yeah, the price of gas right will go there. down. <laughs> Maybe we're trying to save water. All them flushes. It's a courtesy flush. <laughs> Later, Later Fresh. You don't know what you walked into. <laughs> whatever, y'all do, whatever y'all do, let it out. <laughs> yeah, don't hold it in. You don't want to end up. Leave the lights off. Somebody <laughs> told me, I'm not going to reveal who it is, uh, got an x-ray. Yeah. Old body body cavity X-ray and uh, doctors like you're fine, but uh, you see that that dark spot right there in like the intestine area. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, I see it. And it's like you're literally full of crap, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you might want to put a little more fiber in your diet, drink a little more water. You know, was he a politician? Uh, yeah, all of them. <laughs> Well, and then uh, sometimes it, American politics, as frustrating as it can be, it at times also is very adorable and quaint in a good way. Like, what's going on now with the Democrats? They're at the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. I do enjoy the silly little petty stories about who ate the pork on a stick yeah. and, like, who ate the fried Twinkie and... Oh, how did Cory Booker, the vegan, deal with not trying? <laughs> Apparently, some one uh, Iowa State Fair goer said, "Well, we got lettuce on a stick." <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I, I want to see him walk around the Iowa State Fair with something to eat. What's he gonna eat? Oh, like a big. Apparently, Andrew Yang chomped down on a big turkey leg, and those yeah, are fun. See, those kind of things. I are, bet. That's acceptable. Uh, the 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 witch is Marion Williams. Yeah, she's gonna win every game. Really? Yeah. Because she's got she's the magic, got man. Powers. Well, she's very intuitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at that she's last, very good looking for it. Last debate, I hate to say it, but she was once again the most intelligent sounding person up there. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Because I think people are tired of what, exactly what I've been talking about. People are tired of the usual cynical political games. Yeah. And people might still be using them. Marianne might still use them going forward, but she's at least repackaged the language a little bit. I think, so. I think the old ways have become a little stale. Though, uh, we don't have time to go into it. I have seen there's a new politician in Britain, not Boris Johnson, uh, but a, a guy who's a conservative Catholic. Yeah. And the way he presents himself, he almost looks like he's right out of the 1800s. Oh, really? He's like this perfect gentleman in how he presents his ideas. And it's, I think that, I I would be down with that too. I kind of like the idea of uh, the perfect statesman. He's got, who's, he's got a dungeon in his know, closet. Like man. a William uh-huh. F. Buckley here or Gore Vidal. I don't care a what animal. their ideology is, but you carry yourself with a sort sure. of gentlemanly air. Fake. It's a trick. It's he's got a fakery, dungeon. buddy. His he's name's Hannibal. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some bodies in that dungeon.